You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 399, entitled Interview with Lance Whitehead from Rain Tree Landscaping. Hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions and comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through. Really do appreciate that. On that note, if you guys are uh, enjoying these uh, interview uh, style uh, episodes, uh, be sure uh, to uh, leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say, uh, as it's uh, been changed uh, to now. Uh, and it's easy to do, especially if you're uh, listening from an iOS or Apple device uh, to just uh, in your podcast uh, player to just uh, go uh, scroll down and uh, they'll have a spot there where, where you can uh, leave a review. Uh, also, if you guys are interested in uh, doing one of these interview episodes, there's still a bit of time left. And uh, you can hit me up. Uh, either go to my website, longcarebusinesssuccess.com, go to the contact page. If you follow me on Instagram, you can uh, just send me a DM message. Uh, or alternatively, in those podcast show notes, there should be a link there to send me a voicemail message. Uh, and you can do that. So without further ado, let's uh, get into this week's episode. And I'd like to introduce uh, Lance uh, Whitehead from Rain Tree Landscaping. Hey, Lance, how's it going? I'm doing great, Julio. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much for uh, uh, volunteering to be the next victim on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Been listening uh, for a long time. Awesome. That's great to hear. So let's uh, dive right into it. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. As you said, my name is Lance Whitehead, and I own and operate Raintree Landscaping out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um. And I provide uh, kind of full service, uh, lawn and landscape services. Um, I can't do everything. I, I don't do any hardscaping or anything like that. But uh, the business model since I've started that I've tried to follow is um, uh, someone with a, kind of a medium-sized property with a lot of landscaping needs um, that I can get in a good relationship with. And I mow for them, uh, clean the beds, do their mulching, basically all their regular recurring seasonal needs throughout the season and um it's spring 2023 right now we're coming up on it and this will be my third year in business and um, it's it's not a whole lot more complicated than that really yeah that's awesome so you said you're from uh louisville you said that's right so i'm in louisville kentucky home of yeah. the equip expo that's right yeah so is it um uh I'm just like thinking here so I heard you say uh, Louisville uh, Kentucky I've always been saying it as uh, Louisville is there a proper way is that like the I guess I'm guessing I'm answering my own question here if the local is calling it Louisville Yeah I mean there's no wrong way right I mean nobody nobody is going to correct you but if you 
are around, if you're not a local, you would say Louisville, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But if you're a local and you live here, everybody says Louisville. Oh, okay. And that's just, yeah, so it's not, I mean, it's not a big deal, but yeah, if you're from here, you say Louisville. And yeah. actually, they call, you know, Louisville is right on the the northern border um, of Kentucky, and Indiana is right there across the river. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to the um, and I learned this when I first moved here with my wife. Um, they call the area Kentuckyana. Kentuckyana, um, oh, interesting. That's what they say. That's what they say on the news. You know, good morning, Kentuckyana. Just because so many people live and work in this area that are both they both live in Kentucky and Indiana. Oh, okay. So there's, there's no North Louisville because mm-hmm. North North Louisville is Indiana because oh. it's across the river. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah, so, learned something new. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's uh, if you're from here, it's Louisville. Okay, very cool. I'll have to keep that in mind when I'm doing, uh, you know, like Equip Expo promos and things like that uh, <laughs> yeah. to remember how to pronounce yeah. it. I like a local. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So you said you're uh, you've been in business uh, for three uh, seasons now, three years now. Uh, do you mind me asking what you did before? Uh, yeah, no problem. So. So this will be my third season. So I've been in business for like two seasons. Now. Okay. But um, but for about 10 years previously, I was doing the same work. I was doing what I do now. I was just doing it for other people. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, my first, uh, my wife and I moved here. I'm from Tennessee. I'm a Tennessean. So I moved from here or, or I moved to here from Tennessee with my wife who she's from Louisville. So we lived here, but when I first moved here, started working for, uh, and then managing a landscape business. It wasn't landscaping. It's like, it's comparable to true green or basically the, uh, spring weed fertilizer mowing. Um, uh, and that, that business model was, um, small, fast, uh, easy to provide services, mm-hmm. but thousands and thousands of customers. Yes. Um, and I, I, I managed a branch like that for four or five years and I was kind of done with that. Um, it was a ton, a ton of hours on my part and I was just really wasn't seeing the finances that I needed to see for that kind of investment of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I left that work and I took another landscaping job that was really um, the opposite business model. So it was very few customers, mm-hmm. but uh, really, really high level, expensive, heavy duty landscaping work. Mm-hmm. So, and I did that for about three years. Um, and, you know, I kind of got done with that too. I was in management positions with both companies. So hiring, firing, um, you know, managing crews and, and all this kind of stuff, but I was doing it for other people. Yeah. And, um, spring, you know, maybe about this time in 2021, man, I was just getting burnt out. I was just done. You know, I, 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 I work well with other people, but I, I tend to be someone who thinks, um, you know, I'm working harder than everybody else. And, and like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and my dad is very entrepreneur-minded. He's worked for himself since before I was born down in Tennessee. And I would talk to him and just, you know, be kind of complaining to him about my work. And he told me for, you know, probably over a year, what are you doing? 
you know, like you don't need these people. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can do this stuff for yourself, you know? And, yeah. And, and finally, I guess I just got irritated enough with my work, um, to, you know, buy some equipment and go for it. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it has worked. So mm-hmm. here I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. <clears throat> pretty interesting, uh, how you went from those different types of business models and gained your experience there. Uh, just before we start re- uh, recording, we were talking a little bit about, uh, the weather and stuff. And I was, uh, telling you how, uh, you know, we, we had some snow, uh, currently have some snow, uh, falling, had some snow yesterday, but, uh, it's very rare. Usually I want to get a few days of snow and I was uh, telling you how it was like, so, uh, spring-like, uh, feeling, uh, previously last week and stuff, it was warm and the buds were, uh, starting to pop out and stuff. And, uh, there was, I could see companies like the weed man's and stuff, putting signs out. And it kind of gives me that, uh, when you started talking about that first company you were working for, it reminded me of that, uh, because like, say like weed man is already in my area they're already out there doing stuff and it's because of that same business model it's thousands of customers that they're dealing with uh and um you know there's been uh, some experiences that i've noticed with that type of business model where uh, stuff doesn't get done uh, sometimes at the right times it's more about they just got to get them done because there's so many um of those customers that they have to get through so yeah uh, absolutely yeah. yeah, interesting that you were, uh, you mentioned that uh, as well uh, in terms of that uh, that type of a business model. Um, so uh, two seasons in, is the lawn care business now your main income? Yeah, yeah, and it was it was since I started, but this is um, this is all all that I do for my income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was that transition going from uh, working? Like in terms of, was there a buildup? of uh, being able to make it your full income um, or was it like no issues right out of the gate in, in terms of clients and stuff? No, it was, it was full on from, you know, from the start. I, I didn't, I didn't really dip my toe into it. I just kind of went for it. And, you know, of course everybody's uh, everybody's financial situation and personal schedules and stuff are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, time, at the time for me, um, it began to, uh, you know, I had done a few jobs. I had, um, uh, basically I, I was still working at my other employer and we got a shipment of, um, so it was a, it was a nursery that I worked at and we did, you know, full on landscaping. So we had the big bins of mulch and gravels and yep. rocks and sands and stuff. And, uh, we got a, and a full delivery of mulch that was bad mulch. It was contaminated, not with like chemicals or whatever, but it wasn't clean mulch. It had kind of some dirt and rock and and it just wasn't, it wasn't what you want to keep, right? Right. Like you're not going to, not going to put that on your customer's uh, uh, property because it's not good mulch. Well, Mm -hmm. well, the boss man said, Hey, this mulch is free for you guys. I want it out of this bin because I got the replacement load coming. Yeah. And, um, and wouldn't you know it, that same afternoon I went home and one of my, and my neighbors know that I'm a professional landscaper, they, but I wasn't in business for myself at the time. That same afternoon I went home and like three or four of my neighbors asked me that afternoon, Hey, can you mulch my beds? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, of course I'm going to do it because I got free mulch yeah. over here. <laughs> and and even if it's kind of not the best mulch, I'll just clean it up by hand and, yeah. you know, make sure everything looks nice. Well, that weekend, you know, I, I worked all day and spread mulch on, you know, I, 
I've managed these different businesses, so I understand what the service that I'm providing, what it's worth. Um, so, of course, I made fantastic money. And at the time, I, you know, I was working an hourly wage, and I was making some money, but, you know, it's not like it was amazing or anything. But after I did that, I, then the wheels started turning. Like, I was like, okay. That was, yeah. that was the light bulb moment. Yeah, I was like, what am I doing working? I really don't like this job. And based on the money I made in one day spreading this mulch, I'm I'm losing money working this hourly job mm-hmm. for for the so so that was that. And um, and of course we were, you know, uh, if I was if we were, if I was really financially strapped, I would have transitioned more slowly into doing my own work. Um, uh, but we were, um, I, I was able to do it in a pretty, I mean, right off the bat, you know, my first, my first month or my first six weeks, um, doing work on my own, I made, you know, the same amount of money that I, it would have taken me like three or four months to make previously. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then I was, I was, and you know, uh, my dad, of course, he'd been, I talked to him a lot and he was like, well, you know, I told you so. That's what I told you. So yeah, it's, it's been, uh, you know, my, obviously last year was a better success than my first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the first year was enough of a success. So I, I, I jumped right into it and, and everything's gone really well. That's awesome. So what first, um, even with that very first job working for that the company with the, you know, uh, thousands of clients. Um, what first attracted you to get into this industry? Well, I had worked at a few nurseries in Tennessee when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, and then my dad being really entrepreneur minded, uh, I have a brother who's very close in age to me. Um, I came right after him mm-hmm. and, uh, and growing up, you know, my dad's mindset was, I'm not going to pay somebody to paint this building. Mm-hmm. I have to some, you know, and, and or I'm not going to pay somebody to strip this wallpaper or put these cabinets in, in my new office space. I have two sons. And, you know, my dad kind of has that mentality of like, I can learn to do it and it'll be a pretty good job and you can save some money. And all that. So I just grew up working with my hands, mm-hmm. working with tools, things like that. But really, when we moved to Louisville, um, what uh, what attracted me to taking that first um, weed and feed kind of job was just the pay. You know, the pay was the the starting pay was really high, and I didn't okay. have to have any experience. And I was I don't know maybe like twenty three at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and which I really enjoyed that, and I learned a ton. Um, but that's what really what attracted it attracted me to it at the start, and the fact that growing up um, I was kind of conditioned for that kind of work. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I never looked at a kind of a, a labor job yeah. and I never thought, I never thought, Oh, that's not good. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind doing physical labor. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what's 
started. Yeah, very cool. That's uh, you know very similar to me just growing up and and seeing uh, you know my dad uh, was he worked in construction and stuff, but uh, around the house and stuff he was uh, basically a jack of all trades. He could do everything. He could do uh, a little bit of electrical. He could do plumbing. He could do drywall work, uh, carpentry uh, stuff. I remember watching him. Uh, we had moved into a newer house in I think it was 1978. So I was about six years old or something. Uh, and back then. And it was very common for the upstairs. It was like a two-level house. The upstairs would be completely finished, but then the uh, downstairs uh, was just uh, studs, like just studded walls. Uh, so it was very common for then uh, that type of house to buy in that scenario. So then he would spend his evenings and weekends just building out the basement, building, you know, putting up the interior walls and doing the draw and doing everything. Uh, so I grew up around that for a few years watching this happen and that's how uh, for me it was sort of similar just being around that working with your hands and learning as you go figuring it out uh, and doing that sort of stuff so yeah i'm very uh, similar in that uh, uh, way as well um yeah with yeah. with your business are you currently a solo uh, operator or uh, do you have any employees nope it's just me okay no employees uh, any plans to add employees, or are you thinking about just staying uh, solo? No, I, I do have some, you know, uh, financial goals that I want to reach, but um, I have I have no plans at all to hire anyone. Um, I know I, just from listening to your podcast, I know kind of your business model a little bit. I mean, from what you reveal on the podcast, yeah, that's 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 similar similar to what. I do. And, um, honestly, my pre two previous jobs I was talking about in management with landscaping, um, you know, I just got really, uh, burned out from dealing with people. Mm. Um, and not, not just like my employees, but kind of everybody, mm. like the, the employees that I was managing my boss or my bosses that were dictating how, I was to manage my employees mm -hmm. and then, and then, uh, customers that my boss told me how I'm supposed to deal with the customers. And I, and, and, um, it wasn't all bad. You know, I learned a lot and I made money and it was good. But, um, and by the time I started my own work, um, I like the physical labor. I'm, I'm a pretty fit dude, right? Like I, I mean, I, I exercise quite a bit as mm -hmm. well as all the landscaping work that I do. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no, for me, I, I have plans to not hire anyone for okay. just about as long as, as long as I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, and it's, like I said, uh, that's the, uh, I say it time and time again, it's the great thing about lawn care and landscaping. You can make it whatever you want. You can have employees, right. you can have multiple employees, multiple crews, you can do a, you know, Corey Ballard perfect cut thing and have, you know, huge, right. uh, you know, hundreds of trucks out there with all these things dominating the entire city to just having, a, you know, making a great living on your own, working uh, by yourself. Uh, it's, you know. Like I said, everybody's different, and that's what's uh, so great uh, about lawn care uh, is that flexibility, uh, yeah, being able to yeah. do it. I mean, yeah, and if I if I needed to, you know, if, if I got to the point where it's like, man, I really need to hire people, I would, right? Like, I, it's that's no issue. But as it is now, uh, everything's going great, just like it is, and I, you know, I don't, 
I don't have these really, really lofty goals of having like, you know, making X amount or, you know, being this huge company. I don't, you know, matter of fact, my thinking is as small as a business as I can maintain um, and make the money that I need to have a nice life with my family. That's, I don't have any goals beyond that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's where I'm. Very cool. So uh, this next question is one of my absolute favorites, and it's because every time I ask somebody who is an entrepreneur or a business owner, I always get a different answer. But every time I ask somebody who is uh, an employee, the answer is always the same. So uh, for you, uh, Lance, how would you define success? Um, for me, it's just freedom. I mean, it's, it's just freedom. Being free to to do what you need to do with your time mm-hmm. and and um, and being financially free to be able to do what you need to do with your money um, you know if, if you and, and that's gonna you know that's gonna be different for everybody what they view freedom as I guess but you know um, my wife and I have uh, our household has no debt except for, you know, the, the mortgage we pay on our home. Mm-hmm. Um, my business has no debt. So we're more or less financially a financial freedom. And as soon as I started with my business, I, you know, my time is my own. I mean, even though I would be making money at my other jobs, making my hourly wage or my salary, and I'm, and I'm, I'm on the clock making money, there's, there might be days I'm on the job and you know what? I go home and I think to myself, I really didn't do anything today. Mm-hmm. They didn't, there wasn't, there wasn't anything for me to do. It was rainy. It was messy. And the boss man just had me there on the job because he wanted me to get paid. And, and, and it might sound silly, but sometimes I think, okay, I earned some money today, but you know, I could have been, there's other things I could have been doing that would have been productive. Like I've got things to take here and things to do there. And, mm-hmm. and now my time, now that my time is my own, if it's a messy rainy day or, or something's going, going on that just keeps me from having a productive day, I've got options. Yeah. I can do other things with my day that are also valuable to mm-hmm. my life. And I, that's, that's just what it is for me is just having the freedom to do you know, what needs to be done for, for you and your family. And for me, running my own business, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. I'm free. Yeah, absolutely. That freedom for me is, uh, that top priority, uh, as well. I always tell people, you know, it's interesting how, um, because we don't know our own mortality, nobody knows the day that your time runs out. Uh, so you go along each day and you can go to a job, you can work at a job and you're, you know, fine with uh, getting paid, whatever you're getting paid for that time. But if you were to suddenly find out that, you know, you only have a few months left, would you go back to that job? Would you, you know, accept that amount of money for that time you have left? Probably not. Uh, you would realize how much that time is of value to you and realize that you know because we don't know um every minute is that value uh 
and uh, you know, <clears throat> being able to uh, make those decisions on your own and have that freedom to spend that uh, little bit of time that we have here uh, walking on the planet, uh, you know, being able to uh, do it uh, basically, um, you know, uh, to your own accord, I guess, uh, by your own rules, uh, yeah. you know, is, uh, is just where that, for me, that freedom uh, comes into. Yeah, we're we're totally we're totally on the same page with that. I mean, and and another thing too, you know, I, on the same note, when you work for yourself or you're the boss or whatever, you call the shots. So if there's something that comes up in your life that is much more important than earning money, mm-hmm. you don't ha- you don't have to get permission. You don't have to ask anybody to do what you need to do with your life. Yeah, you might have to, you might have to make a few calls to your clients and and let them make them aware of you know, Hey, I'm not going to be there next week, whatever it may be. But, you know, my brother and I, my brother's schedule is pretty tight back in Tennessee, but he and I like to take at least one backpacking trip a year. Mm-hmm. And, and it's easier for us to do that because he knows my schedule is wide open. Yeah. Whatever works for him, whatever works for him, I'll just take that time off and we'll go on our trip and mm-hmm. more than likely it'll work. It's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big deal to me. I don't have to ask my boss, if I can have some time off, no, yeah, yeah. I just take it, you know, and every, and, <laughs> and it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So uh, to give people sort of a sense of, uh, you know, your business, um, you talked about, you know, that first, uh, company that you were working for doing the thousands of clients. And then the other one that was fewer clients and more, uh, sort of higher end work and stuff. So what type of your own business, what type of properties do you maintain? Um, and uh, what sort of like, what's your ideal type of property? Sure. So I'll answer the first question first. You might have to remind me of the second one later, okay. but the, uh, the, I do, I do a, a lot of different properties. I have about two days of strictly mowing, um, th- you know, throughout the growing season in a week. I work, I typically work five days a week. So two days, I'll just go around and mow all my clients that really all they want from me is just mowing service. And then the other three days I will do projects. Um, I do, I do uh, tear outs, redesigns, installs, mulching, um, uh, you know, maybe a, a few other things outside of that. But that's basically it. Um, but um, that's typically how my week goes. Spend two days mowing and three days, I've got projects that are kind of stacking up and, you know, I get those done and I let my customer, all my customers know it's just me. I do everything myself. And, um, and you know, I give them a ballpark like, Hey, it'll be a month or it'll be three weeks. And I, I have, I have yet to have someone call me and say, Hey, it's taken too long. You know, they, they understand, like, if you want it done right now, um, I'm either going to charge you a premium for that, or you might just need to call somebody else. But, but all my clients tend to really, really like me. So mm-hmm. they don't seem to, you know, it's not an issue. Um, but you, and you said my ideal client. Yeah. Like what would be an ideal client for you? Property size yeah. wise and, and, and property needs. Sure. So those regular, my regular customers, the sizes you're looking at anywhere from a five to 10,000 square foot lawn. Okay. So I don't do anything. I don't do anything huge because I do everything myself. So yeah. when it, when it starts taking when it starts taking me too long to cut your lawn, then me mowing for you is going to be too expensive for you. Yeah. It's just not, it's sucking up too much of my day. 
Um, and then my ideal client is someone who has a lawn of this size, who wants to pay me to mow through the growing season, and they want to have me mulch and trim and plant and weed and um, basically do all the services that I provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously, I visit them weekly, and I'm there mowing anyway. So I'm kind of monitoring the place all the time when I mow. Um, and then uh, I have a, I have three or four clients like that now who are my ideal client who, if I could get another 15, 16, 17 of them, that would probably fill my year. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and my the project side of things would kind of go away because I wouldn't have time to do all that. And, it, and that would be fine. Yeah. But um, uh, that's that's my ideal, okay. ideal client. Um, but you know, there, there are people who... I only mow for them and you know, every, everybody's property is different, but typically I, it's, I only have a few clients that I've only ever mowed for them. They, okay. you know, once, once they learn to like me and they realize, I tell them, Hey, I do all this other stuff too. Well, they think, well, what am I paying these other guys to do this for? I know Lance will do it. You know, he does a great job. So, um, then that's typically, that's it. That's my year really. Okay. Very cool. So, uh, do you do any, uh, commercial um, type properties as well, uh, besides the residentials? Uh, no, I don't. And I don't, I haven't been stung, you know, I haven't had a bad experience or anything, but, um, and, and I would, I would talk, you know, if somebody wanted to hire me for that kind of thing, but, um, I, I do strictly residential and it's, uh, there's no, there's no reason to, to stop doing that. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I I definitely, I understand how maintaining residential properties work to the businesses I used to work for. Yeah. Maintain resident uh, or uh, commercial properties as well as residential. So I know how it goes. And with my own business, I'm just not interested in being replaced just because there's a new member of the HOA or whatever who now controls the finances and the old other person retired or whatever. Uh, and you know, they're going to let me go because they found somebody else that saves them 50 bucks a year. Or mm-hmm. something. You know, I'm just, not, I'm not interested in that, you know? Okay. So uh, yeah, I, I stick with the residential stuff. All right. Awesome. So, uh, this next question is probably the one that gives people the most pause for thought, uh, when they're about to answer. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you the question, then we'll go to a commercial break and then we'll come back and get your answer. So the uh, question is, um, share a time, uh, that you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. So I'll uh, give you a moment to uh, think about that and, uh, we'll get right back into it right after this. So stay tuned. In lawn care today, with the right equipment, you can do jobs quickly and correctly. Hi, Jonathan Guineri here. As a product manager at Z Turf Equipment, I'm focused on innovations that help you get jobs done faster without sacrificing the quality your customers expect. From our acclaimed Z Spray spreader sprayers to our Z Aerate line and beyond, you can do more in less time. Visit zturfequipment.com today to learn more about our innovative line of products. All right, Lance, so uh, share a time uh, you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. So um, what comes to mind is when I first started and I was gathering kind of my first batch of clients and uh, really trying to figure out what was going to work for me, um, I was a little shy to accept 
some jobs um, that I perceived would be too much work for me to handle, too much labor, or, you know, I was a little shy of like, oh, what's going to happen? And so I missed out on some job opportunities. And then later you think opportunities to develop a relationship with people that could lead to more work because that's just how it goes. So that was, that was kind of my struggle is I had to find my rhythm and learn, okay, you know, this, this was a little bit too difficult for me to do by myself Mm -hmm. or this job or this job wasn't anywhere near as difficult as I thought it would be when I took the job. So, and that just comes, that just comes with experience. And also I'm a solo guy, um, doing, doing some landscape work and jobs that, um, uh, most, I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel like your average solo guy wouldn't do that, you know, and I'm not, it's not like I'm trying to brag on myself or anything, but, um, that's just the experience that I come from with my previous jobs before I started working for myself is, kind of these bigger tear outs and installs and, um, uh, you know, installing mulch beds and, and cutting a new bed and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had, I've had jobs where I come up and I'm giving them a quote and then they, and I don't know these folks. And then I tell them and they're like, okay, well, you know, how many guys are going to come or whatever? And I say, well, nobody, like it's me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't have crews. I'm the one doing all this work. And they're kind of like, why? Like, that sounds like, no, there's no way he's going to do all that by himself, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but I do. And typically it's not a big deal. So my, my first year, my first year, I, I was, I was a little shy to take some jobs because, um, I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but, you know, with time and experience, I've, I know a little bit better now, um, that some of those jobs I, I should have, I should have taken, I should have gone for it, but you know, I, I don't know if that's so much of a mistake. That's just kind of a part of it, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, very very cool. So uh, you mentioned um, when I was asking you about uh, sort of that transition from uh, the previous jobs and, and starting your business and, and what that was kind of like. Um, and you said, uh, you know, you went right into uh, kind of uh, both feet in, into the business and stuff um, with uh, being able to rely on it as your uh, sole income. Uh, so what would you say um, are ways that you marketed your business there to get that uh, off the ground so quickly? Uh, and maybe share your number one marketing tip. Sure. So um, I, I really didn't do any marketing at all when I started. Um, but it's also not as if I started from zero. Technically, I started from zero, but I still had a fantastic relationship with the folks at the weed man type of business that I had worked at previously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everybody who worked there were, uh, most everybody who worked there were people who I had hired and trained to run the business when I left. Oh, okay. And of course, they have. They have thousands of customers, but they don't really provide landscaping services. They mm-hmm. just provide, you know, some basic lawn care services. So they have thousands of thousands of customers who ask them all the time, hey, what about this bush? Or, uh, you know, this 
this tree doesn't look so good. And they say, well, we don't provide any of those services, but call this guy. Mm. He does really good. So, so I didn't, I didn't do any marketing when I started because honestly I was afraid I was going to get swamped and right out of the gate, I was going to have to tell a bunch of people. No, I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive and kind of silly, but um, that's just the way I did it. And it worked out just fine. And I probably made a smart decision looking back um, because as soon as I got started and word of mouth and just started telling all my friends and family, like, Hey, I'm in business. Here are the things I can do for you. Um, You know, give me a call. And with, with the word of mouth and uh, these other businesses that I still had a good relationship with, even though I didn't work there anymore, um, things started coming in and it's, it doesn't take a whole lot of work to make one person busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I was kind of, I, I was not as busy as I could possibly be like not totally booked out, but busy enough to make a living in my first year. Um, and then as far as, a marketing tip. Um, it really depends upon a lot of things. Um, what's your cash flow when you're starting your business? Like what kind of equipment are you starting with? What kind of experience do you have? I, you know, it's almost like I, it's, it's not like I cheated, but when I started my business, um, I had the blueprint. I, I had done all this work for other people's businesses. So I wasn't, really in the dark. I knew how a lot of the, how all the dominoes were going to fall and mm-hmm. in a certain sense, you know, but, um, just in general terms, um, marketing when you're first starting out, um, the most powerful marketing I think is word of mouth. Um, if you can just get, uh, you know, a handful of people who really like you believe in you, they're impressed with you, um, and if, if you can really get them to, um, tell their friends and their family, um, and, you know, hopefully those people have some money themselves and they have kind of a nice property or so all their friends will be kind of your target market of people who also have a lot of landscaping needs. Um, that's, that's what has worked for me and it's uh and it's worked really well but of course uh, you know doing your your mailers and your door hangers and all that kind of stuff i mean you know marketing uh, all that stuff works yeah it, you know it works i'm doing some door hangers this spring for for the first time i've never done it before and um just because i'm trying to get some route density um and that kind of thing and trying to hone in on some neighborhoods yeah. but um yeah my uh most of my business is word of mouth. Most of the time when my phone rings, it's somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody else and they need some landscaping. Yeah, yeah. And yep, and that's it. <clears throat> Very cool. Uh, here's a question that I had to actually have, uh, I don't think I've ever asked anybody in the past. It just kind of popped in my head um, just from some discussions I've been having uh, recently with some other people. Um, in what ways in your business do you uh, do your billing uh, for your clients um, in terms of like, how do you accept payments? There's, you know, back in the old days, there was uh, uh, either cash or check, uh, then credit cards started to be a thing. Now, uh, you know, in 2023, there's just so many different ways uh, that you can accept uh, payments in your business. Um, how do you go about that? Yeah, when I started my business, I was researching 
you know, all these different things like job, jobber and yard book and all that stuff. Um, um, oddly enough, the two businesses that I had worked for previously were one of them was like 120 years old. And the other one was started back in like 1980 mm-hmm. and they're both of the business were still privately owned. So they didn't use anything like that, which always blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you guys, but whatever. But when I started my business, um, my wife works for a small family owned bakery, um, in Indiana, since we're so close to Indiana here in Louisville and they use square. Okay. So when, and, and I'm not, um, I'm not computer illiterate, right? I mean, I understand how to use technology basically, yeah. but I'm not, a, I'm not a super tech savvy person and that's okay with me. But, um, when I started, I kind of was asking my wife about this stuff and she says, well, we use square at the bakery. And so I jumped onto square because my wife already knows it in and out and she can teach me how to use it. Oh, okay. So so I've used Square since I started, and um, it's been super smooth. I've never had any problems, um, you know, customer database, all, just everything's jammed into one little thing. And, of course, um, your estimates and your invoices look really professional. Nice. Um, and it's, uh, it's just, it's been, it's been effortless, yeah. So I use Square. Awesome. That's that's cool to hear. Like I said, there's so many different uh, options out there uh, in just terms of you know accepting payments and stuff. Uh, so that'd be an interesting uh, question to start asking people as well. Um, yeah. So one of the most uh, common questions that I get in my business uh, when I meet somebody for the first time or a new client or something like that, inevitably they'll always ask me, uh, so what do you do in the wintertime? So is there a winter or off season in your business? And if so, what do you do in the winter? Well, there is an off-season in the winter. Um, it can snow here a substantial amount that needs to be, you know, dealt with, but it doesn't always. Um, and, and uh, you know, this, is, this would have been uh, only my second winter since mm-hmm. I've gone into business, and I haven't done anything. Yeah. I just can, you know, I was financially able to, to uh, just whenever the work slows to a stop, um, that, you know, I'm done until the work picks back up. And that's typically a two, two and a half month, uh, gap. Yep. Um, which, which is, you know, no problem. Um, uh, but I do have, you know, my ideal clients, they're budgeted for 12 months. So I still receive payment from them. Uh, I, um, and I do, you know, all my regular clients mowing and then my mowing plus all these other maintenance, all my regular maintenance customers, I have their credit card on file. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're charged at the beginning of the month for last month's services every month. Um, so I am still bringing in some money through the winter and still doing some work. Like I still go out to these folks' properties and, you know, pick up sticks and, and you just kind of clean up, but obviously it's much less work, yeah, yeah. um, during the winter, but, um, just so, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm keeping things buttoned up and they have very nice you know, expensive properties and that's what they expect. Yeah. And that's the kind of, you know, service that I provide for them. Um, but, but yeah, work is just kind of slowed down to, you know, maybe a day and a half a week mm-hmm. through the winter. But, um, and, and that might change, uh, someday, but that's, that's what I've been doing now. It's not been a problem. Very cool. 
That seemed <clears throat> very similar uh, to what um, you know mine is um, in terms of the winter part, uh, just kind of shutting down uh, once all the lawn care and uh, leaf cleanups and all that stuff are done in the fall, and then uh, uh, I don't uh, do anything. <laughs> I don't I actually don't even visit their properties anymore until the spring. So I'm not even doing uh, the the uh, picking up sticks or anything that you're doing. Uh, mine is just strictly uh, just the lawn care sort of focus uh, there during the season. <laughs> And when I, and when I visit them in the winter, I mean, you know, I'm there once a week for maybe 15 minutes. So it's not, you know, it's not, but, but you know, they are still paying me. So, and they're not, you know, it's not a long drive to get out to those properties. They're, they're in my area. So, you know, I come by and, and, you know, sometimes there's not even much to do, but I just, they're home. I say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, you just maintain that relationship a little bit and it's no sweat for me to do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, it's uh, very cool. So, uh, what are your future plans or goals for business? Um, I have, you know, some financial numbers that I'd like to hit. Um, uh, other than that, um, uh, I I think that's it. You know, I, I think the services that I'm providing and the work I'm doing now, um, I think is something that I could do forever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as long as, as long as my body allows me to do it and then, you know, I'll grow my business a little bit, um, just enough to, to hire a couple of guys, you know, when I'm, when I'm kind of getting older and I'm done with the work and, and I'll sell the jobs and they'll do the work. I mean, you know, I, I could, I could do what I'm doing right now, um, you know, forever for as long as I need to make a living. I mean, it's, it's working, you know, I'm only in my second year, so there's definitely, um, uh, some some streamlining and maybe there's some service uh, services I do now that I'll have to cut. I won't have time to do in the future um, and things like that. But um, really, other than um, you know getting up to a certain annual revenue that I'd like to hit, um, uh, I just need to keep doing more of what I'm doing now, and mm-hmm. uh, that's that's I, I can do that forever. That's good enough for me. Very cool. So, is there a fun story or a weirdest thing that you have seen or has happened to you, uh, in these uh, first few years in business that you can share? Man, a weirdest thing or, or a funny story, man, nothing, nothing really comes to mind. I haven't had anything nothing that stands or, or awkward or, uh, I mean, I've, I can think of something I had happened years back, but it it wasn't when I was working for myself, but I was doing this kind of work. Um, and I mean, it's not a long story. Basically I was treating a lawn and there was some, uh, um, you know, without being too inappropriate, there were some women at their pool on, on their own private property behind their home. and, And I was there like treating the lawn and, uh, um, uh, you know, they they were doing some weird stuff, so I just had to get out of there. I had to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I remember I came home and I told my wife I said, "Babe, I had to. I didn't finish some of my work today because there were some uh, older women who were, you know, they were uh, trying to <laughs> trying to. They they were like, hey, you're looking hot there, young man. You know, you might want to take a dip in the pool.' And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah, y'all. Uh, nope, nope, I'm out of here. I don't, you know." you're you're gonna have a bunch of weeds on that side of the lawn because i'm leaving you know i'm not coming back over here so <laughs> that was 
Yeah, it was weird. That's funny. I have I had one uh, similar to that uh, with this uh, house that I would go to all the time. It was this uh, younger guy that uh, lived with his girlfriend, and um, same thing, backyard, uh, swimming pool, in-ground pool and stuff, and I'd go every week to mow at the same time every week. And uh, just one summer, um, and he's not there, but his girlfriend is there with a couple of her friends, and they're all uh, sunbathing on the pool deck. And it was literally like, it was just so weird because here you are, you're mowing, you're trying to, you know, walk by the edges of the pool deck to trim and stuff. And like, there's debris flying everywhere, but there's these, you know, three women in coconut oil (laughs) sitting there and you're like trying not to, to, you know, number one, get them hurt with stuff flying and get them, you know, debris flying all over them and stuff, but they wouldn't move. And it's like, why would you not go inside or leave or whatever, right? It was just so weird. So it's funny. Same thing. I came home and then I told my wife about the day. And then uh, from then on, because, uh, you know, you you always have like a nickname or a thing that you refer to each client uh, property as. Uh, so from then on, th- that property always became known as Bikini Girl. So every time I was going to... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on the same page with that. And that was, that's not the first event. That's not the only time I've had something like that happen, but that was kind of the most memorable. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely been on properties like that before. And I come, you know, I fire up the mower and I go up to the back gate and the mower is idling. You know, I mean, it's, it's a mower. It's, it's pretty loud unless you got earplugs in or something. And I'm opening the gate. I'm about to come to the backyard to mow and I take a step in and yeah, there's some ladies and, and maybe some guys too. And they're just hanging out at the pool and they don't seem to care about, you know, and I won't mow. I'll come up to them. I'll be like, uh, why don't y'all go inside? You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm literally going to blast you with grass clipping. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'll, it'll, it'll take me 10 minutes and you can come back outside. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, why do I have to tell you? That? Like, you know, like, I don't, if somebody came into my backyard to mow and I was out there sunbathing, I would just go inside and let them mow. I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. That, that same uh, one that I uh, was talking about uh, a couple of years later, and it's again, so weird because I was there always on the exact same day and the same time. Uh, but uh, a few years later, I guess he broke up with that first girl and then he was now with another uh, girl that was living there. And this one uh, had this dog that didn't like me. Um, so they'd always have the dog in uh, on that day. But again, I'm there the same day, uh, every week, the same time. And I always mow the front yard first. Uh, so I'd get down there and, uh, I was using a walker at the time. So it was pretty, you know, noisy mower and stuff. And same thing. I get done all the trimming, get done the mowing in the front. Uh, it's a pretty big property. So, you know, I was out there for a while and then I go to the backyard and go around and I notice as I come around, the patio door is wide open. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird because the dog should be, you know, in there. And I think it was like a Rottweiler or something. And uh, I just start, uh, uh, you know, trimming and stuff. And uh, I'm on the far end of the property. And the dog just comes blasting out. And I'm like, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> shoot. Oh, no. uh, and then I see through the, like, the door wide open, I see this, like, flash of, like, a naked body run across the room. <laughs> the room and i'm like are you kidding me like i i'm here like uh the same day the same time every week i've been mowing your front lawn you didn't realize i was here like what the heck right and then a few minutes later uh, luckily the dog didn't like come 
uh, right up to me. Uh, he just kind of stood his ground like 20 feet or so, just barking and growling and stuff. And then uh, right. she came running out wrapped in a towel. And it was like, oh, are you kidding? No. Like, what the heck, right? And then uh, it was just very awkward after that. Um, <laughs> from that point, but it was just like one of those yeah. things, like, why? Like, I'm here every week. I've been mowing this property for like five years. Same time, same, like, hello, people. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, people are different. People are different. They got their own ideas and ways of living and stuff like that. But I, another one, and this one has affected me since I've run my business, is sometimes people, uh, especially older folks, but sometimes it's not always older folks, but they ask you to come inside for something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially since COVID, but even before COVID, um, and even when I manage these other businesses for people, and I follow this code, and I would tell my guys, do not ever go inside someone's home. Mm-mm. There's no, there's no reason for you to be inside their home. It's just a liability waiting to happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and there's just no reason for you to be in there. Don't don't. And I do that in my own business. And I, I have to have had one, uh, a, kind of a semi-regular customer of mine. Um, she kept asking me over and over. I just cause she's like, just cause she didn't want to step outside to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she wanted me to come inside because she didn't want to come out in the heat or something, which I totally understand that. But I, and, and maybe I'm just a little too strict with it or something, but that's just one of my rules. I said, I'm not coming. I'm not taking one step inside your house. I'm just, I'm not coming in there. I'm dirty. I got mud all over my boots. Yes. You know? And then, and it's just, it's just the, the thing I don't know. And finally, and you know, I kind of had to, you know, I kind of had to holler at a, li- a little bit one time and say, I'm just not going to do, I'm not going to come inside your home. And now, she gets it now, but yeah, yeah. you know, I just, and I'm, and it, you know, it's not like anything, she would need anything weird or anything, but I just, I'm just not going to go inside people's homes. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Just, I'm the same. I've had that same sort of policy too. It's just like, uh, or, you know, if, uh, if I do, it's like literally like I'm on the threshold of the door, right? It's like, I'm not going in the door. I'm not right. closing the door behind me. You know, if you're trying to get out of the rain or whatever like that, then, you know, I'll stand in the right. doorway, but I'm not going yeah. into your house. Like, that's just weird. That's Nobody, right. you know, <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, no, nope, <laughs> If I'm in your house, it's because I saw somebody kick your door in and go in to like attack you. Or yeah, something. yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll help you, but but I'm not. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to go inside your house. Yeah. So if you were to start your lawn care business all over again, uh, what is one thing you would do differently? Um, I guess what I touched on earlier is um, I would uh, kind of take on stretch myself a little bit more. You know, challenge myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, go ahead and go ahead and take that job that looks like too much work or, and not, you know, stretch yourself, you know, 10%, not like 70%. You know, you don't, especially when you're on your own, you don't want to just take on something and, you know, halfway through the job, you're, you're just begging for mercy just because it's so difficult. And like, why did you do this? And Oh my gosh. Um, but I, I think, I can't really think of anything else that's really obvious to me. I think I was um, uniquely uh, very, very prepared mm-hmm. uh, to do to do what I did. I think maybe even overly prepared. Mm-hmm. I think I sh- I think I should have started my business earlier, but um, I just hadn't had that moment yet that was like um, you know that kind of 
force me to see yeah um what i'm missing yeah, but yeah. um yeah yeah I, I didn't make any yeah. like really huge mistakes or anything yeah yeah well definitely you uh, like you said they're overly uh, prepared almost right i uh, definitely had lots of experience in different types of business models uh, to set, you know set yourself up and then to have different aspects of managing employees and stuff and and doing all that sort of stuff so you knew um, what you were getting into and uh, already, you know, it's kind of basically like a, uh, almost like a turnkey business, right? Uh, just getting in there and just doing and it. it. Yeah, in some ways. I mean, there was definitely equipment that I needed to buy and stuff. But um, as far as, you know, like, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to get clients? Or, how, you know, I don't even know how to do this kind of work. No, that, I wasn't in that position. I kind of knew, knew what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. What would you say yeah. is your biggest frustration about running a lawn care business? Uh, man, that's a tough one, too, because, uh, man, honestly, I'm just loving it. But um, I guess a frustration would be um, just the weather sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's not a huge, you know, it's not a huge, huge problem. But, um, you know, sometimes there is days I, this job really needs to get completed and I need to complete it today. Like I'm ready to get it off my schedule. I'm ready to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been floating around, you know, back there. Uh, I'm ready to get it off of my mind because it might be kind of one of my more difficult jobs that's lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, it keeps raining or, um, you know, maybe the, um, it's just too hot to put those plants in or actually here it is. This is the biggest frustration. I just, it's popped into my head. My customers, not my customers, but well, they're my customers. People don't take care of their new plantings properly. Mm. And, And I tell them, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and plants need water, dirt, and sunshine Mm -hmm. and air. And if they don't get enough of those things that's appropriate for the specific plant that it is, it's not going to look great or it's just straight up going to die. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have one client who I've replaced um, their landscaping twice. Now, it's a small landscape bed, so it's not like it's 50 plants or anything like that. But I totally redid the bed and planted it. And then I had to replant it because those first plants died. Well, now the second plantings have died as well. And I'm experiencing what I'm doing. I know they're just not watering the plant. Yeah. And, and it doesn't happen a lot, but occasionally it does happen. And, and uh, I don't guarantee my plants. Mm-hmm. And the, re- the reason for that is because 90% of the time plants fail, new plantings fail. Because they've not been maintained properly the first season they've been planted mm-hmm. in their new location. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I know what has happened to a plant if it's died. I can look at it and tell what has happened within within reason. Yeah. And so that's a bit frustrating. But, but I, look, I've made my money. You know, they can pay me as many times as they want to replace their landscaping. Mm-hmm. But... But I don't want to do that, you know. I want their bed to. I want the plants to live. I don't plant them so they'll die, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I haven't had a ton of instances of that, but I have had a few, and I haven't had any problems with 
that client, but it's just kind of a bummer. You know? <laughs> I'm yeah, like, yeah. It's not that hard for you to water the plants, but you didn't. So they're dead. But, yeah, yeah. You know, no, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. similar in that respect. Um, uh, and I find that, uh, uh, not guaranteeing or warranting, um, motivates them to do it properly i'm uh, the same way not with uh, i don't do a lot of plants but for me it's lawn renos so when i'm power raking and aerating do all the stuff and then i'm reseeding the lawn and top dressing it and do all the stuff uh, part of my uh, marketing spiel or uh, my selling uh, is i say i uh, um, i don't guarantee i guarantee what i'm doing like what i'm what I say I'm going to do is what I'm going to do, but I don't guarantee the results. And that's because I was exactly like what you said, right? Plants need the sunshine, they need thing and they need water. And I said, you know, that grass seed, it can stay in those bags on the store shelf for years. As soon as you put that on a lawn and you get it wet, it starts to germinate. If that seed dries out at any time, it's done. You know, so it has, it's critical that you keep the lawn moist and stuff for those first, first few weeks while that lawn is uh, germinating, um, you know, and uh, I tell them, you know, what to expect, you know, four weeks or so, it'll start to come in. There's going to be, you know, a couple bare spots here and there. Birds are naturally going to pick up the seed. You might have some areas that you didn't water properly that dry out and stuff. You know, I can come back and overseed whatever you need, but it's going to cost extra to do. Um, but when I'm doing that initial seeding, I'm, you know, I'm putting a ton of seed on there, uh, and I'm doing things. So, but it's all up to you after that. It's just add water. Once I'm done, now it's all on you uh, to get, uh, make sure you keep on top of it and stuff. And, uh, I've had nobody yeah. push back on that. They just kind of get it. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Right. And, uh, yeah. then they're more, um, uh, uh, at tune at watering it to not lose their investment. They just paid me to do all this stuff. Right. So they want to see those results. Uh, so they yeah. make sure they get out there and water it and they're religious about it, uh, uh, to get started. Right. So yeah, yeah that's, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I'm the same way that, that, that weed man type business that I managed for years. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the number one things that, that, uh, that irritated me about working there was the service guarantee. Mm. I hate, and, and when I left that job or, or just when I started my own business, that's something that stuck in my mind. I thought I will never tell somebody that something is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, and I, you know, I'm going to come do the job that you want me to do and I'm going to make it look great. And when you pay me, you're going to be happy to pay me because yeah. it's going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, beyond that, there are no guarantees because we're, it's nature. Yeah. And, and you, there's some responsibility is on you and that's not, has nothing to do with me. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take the hit for that. So I have, ne- I've not forgotten that frustrating, uh, uh, just money intensive, pointless guarantee that that business offered its thousands of customers. Yeah. Yeah. So irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough uh, to do that uh, because people just uh, they'll tend to get lax because they're like, oh, whatever, you know, doesn't come up. Doesn't right. it's not my fault. It didn't come up, right? <laughs> oh, oh, they, oh, they, they abused them. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they abused that guarantee. Just it was terrible. I, I don't even know how much money that that business bled out just because of that built into their business model of that you know satisfaction guarantee. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It just, it burned me up. So, um, what is one thing that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? Um, 
Well, it, it depends on a bunch of things, like exactly what are you trying to do with your business? But I think, um, I think definitely someone who is like new coming into it, um, how much work that it is going to take and how hard that work is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would, if, if someone is coming from, um, if someone's never done labor work, you know, like their money is earned on the strength of their back and the sweat that pours off of them. Yep. If they've never done that and they want to start a lawn care landscaping type business, um, I recommend you go work a job like that for a few years before you start your own business because yep. you'll find out, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not, and, and it obviously it's possible, but it's, you know, people are different. I mean, mm-hmm. I could not, I couldn't work a desk job like these, these people, people who sit at a desk all day in the air conditioning. I I mean, I'm fine with air conditioning, but I need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if you, if you tell me to sit at a desk for eight hours a day, I would just fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I just can't stay. Yeah. It's different for everybody. I'm just, yeah, it's different for everybody. So, you know, I I think, I think because there's, a super low barrier to entry to get in this kind of work. Yep. Um, I, I'd say there are many, many, many people every year who um, they give it a shot and they find out pretty quick. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're somebody who literally can't take the heat, like wh- whatever area you live in and just the heat of the summer is just like really tough for you to deal with. Um, it's, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you, I, you gotta, you, you gotta be a certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, early on when I started doing this podcast, uh, within the first year or so, there was this, uh, young guy that started following me, uh, and I would call him, um, like a super fan. Like he was so always messaging me, thanking me for my content. Um, he was an engineer had an engineering job, but was tired of it and wanted to go out on his own and build his own business. Uh, So over the course of the winter, he started diving deep into the content that I was putting out. He built a website from scratch using uh, one of the videos uh, that I showed how to build a web WordPress website for your lawn care business. He did that, would post that, you know, this finished website and how well it was looking. I was, he was taking my uh, advice on uh, Google places and stuff and, and set up a thing for that and was getting calls coming in. Um, by the time the spring r- uh, rolled around, uh, his business was like off and running. Uh, he was doing so well. And then all of a sudden he disappeared off of social media. And I was like, what the heck? Well, like what happened to the guy? Like, you know, so I ended up emailing him and going, well, like what happened? I noticed like your website's gone, the Instagram's gone and all that. And he's like, oh, like, you know, your, um, your, uh, information was like so amazing. And you know, the business was just going, but I learned after a few months of doing it, that it wasn't for me, that I have so much respect for you contractors. Now, uh, after having done it for, you know, three months uh, of the season, he's just like, I couldn't do it. And he says, I, it, it reignited my love for engineering, uh, of the job that I had before. It was like that kick in the pants yeah. to, you know, to kind of show how good I had it, that, you know, I didn't have to do all that labor and all that stuff, uh, and things. Right. So it was just kind of a funny, uh, story that he was so committed in the side. And luckily, uh, one of the things I told him was not to quit his job was to, Hey, 
you've never right. done this before, just take that first season, do it on the side and all that sort of stuff. Right. But he had, uh, right. he had built so many clients so quickly, uh, that it started to become overwhelming for him to do the engineering job during the day, then go mow lawns after and the weekends and all that stuff. And, and it was just so physically, uh, intensive going from not doing any of that to all of a sudden having to do all this. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that, uh, it's like that, right? Not everybody's the same. It may look good. Yeah. Uh, it takes a special person and to do it. And that's, and that's okay. Like it's a yeah. good thing. Like there's no, there's no problem with it. You know, there, I, I mean, there are tons of jobs I could never do, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I could never cut somebody open and do surgery. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ne- I could never do. So I'm glad that there are people who can do stuff like that, but I, you know, yeah, yeah it's, um, yeah. it's, it, it is not for everybody. No, nope. absolutely. Nope. So we're down to the last two questions. Uh, this next one is another one of my favorites. Uh, share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business, but I want you to come at this from the point of view that the person asking is somebody that you know and that you like and that you only want to see the best for, what would you say? So, you know, I would have a lot of questions for them first, but if, if I didn't have much information, I guess the first thing I would say is do not start a business or your lawn care business, landscaping business. If you're broke, like if you don't have any money, you are not ready to get started yet. Mm-hmm. Just don't, you know, I, I've had some, I've had some buddies. They kind of saw what I did. And they know how to do the work and maybe even they have equipment and they think they're ready to get started. And, and I will talk to them a little bit and I say, look, you can do whatever you want to do. But if you are like really hurting financially and you're just not, you know, you're not there, I really, it, it, um, you're much more likely to have a bad experience if you get started And like the week you get started, the week you start meeting clients, the, like the moment you start your business doing estimates, you are desperate for money. Mm. That, that is going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be tough because you're going to make bad decisions because you have to, or you won't have any money. So, so I would, I would say, you know, um, obviously know what you're doing on some level. You don't have to know everything. I don't know everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But have some, have some skills. You already know how to provide some of these services you can get started with, have the equipment and, um, or get the equipment. But just before you quit your job or before you make this business that you're getting started with your, your only source of income, have a cushion, have some money in the wings so that first year or the, that first six months, if you don't, if it doesn't work out or you kind of have a slow start or something, you're not in panic mode mm-hmm. because it's really going to be tough if you, if your business makes it to the second year, but the first year, all your business you did and all your clients you built up met you and dealt with you in panic mode. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really the clients you want to hold on to for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going to do going to do jobs for dirt cheap and yeah. they're kind of going to take it back to you. And, and I, look for me, like, I don't, you've got to have peace of mind. You're not going to have very much peace. If when you start your business, you're just super broke. Um, you know, so 
that's what I would say. And obviously I'm, th- I'm thinking of like a younger person who's yeah. trying to start their landscaping business, you know? Um, so I might say you got a great idea, but maybe start your business next year and save, save enough money to hold yourself up for three, four, five, six months mm-hmm. and oh. just sit, sit, sit it there and don't do anything with it and just plan it up. Let that. Yeah. Yeah. Let that help you start your business. So in those first months when you're not that busy and, it, and look, if it comes down to it, you didn't need that cushion. Well, okay, great. Now you, all you did was wait one year and you got this bag of money. Yeah. Going to give you peace of mind. So you don't lose any sleep at night over stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah no, that's great advice. Yeah. <clears throat> so last question. And that is an easy one for you. And that's how can people follow you online? Uh, you can find me at Rancher Landscaping LLC on Instagram. Um, uh, same thing on Facebook, and that's it online. I don't have a website uh, or anything like that. Um, and uh, I, I don't post a lot, and um, I, I'm just not uh, super savvy with uh, with that kind of stuff. But you can you can follow me if you want. Typically, it's it's my clients who follow me. Um, even still, I don't post that much. But you can absolutely find me uh, online if you'd like to. I try to post helpful tips and things like that sometimes. Um, yeah. Very cool. That's it. Awesome. So thank you so much for uh, taking out the time uh, to come on to the show today. No problem. Thank you, Julian. Awesome. So there you have it, Long Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Lance Whitehead from Rain Tree Landscaping, LLC. I'll post some uh, links in the podcast show notes uh, to his Instagram page and his Facebook uh, if you guys want to go over there and uh, give him a follow. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>